Here's an unreleased exclusive by the one and only Jay Gibbons. You're welcome. Dissolve all the problems, baby. No matter the confrontation, you act like Pantages, a caricature of ages. Jenga leg when you skate in walls, shaping the face of Disney Walter Clark Frazier. Disney chopping some phrases while my metropolis ages. Darkness gets gentrificated, lady. I'm coming outrageously. Look back at that faithful school route. Fair and hate, but futile. Arrogantly move now and defiantly cool out. Massaging places at the temple's frustrations. Dig it like irrigation. The flat his pockets be faking immortal man from a different glance ain't shit too graphic for my indie hands no reservations her friends was right her shadow froze before she grabbed her clothes big bang break little bang ate a fattest pockets gonna take it corporate confrontations cut climate compute her codes nigga can't be controlled by what you can't control to call high girls getting ready now when you say what you mean you can burn it down Welcome, welcome, welcome. Joey here. I feel very cool with this music behind me. I can't wait until you hear this interview with Jay Gibbons. And I was I was thinking the other day how much I appreciate this podcast for me. Like I feel it's a gift to me. I get these thoughts stuck in my head and it's like, I don't know, I, it's a little therapeutic and freeing to get them out right here. So listener, you are giving me a gift by just letting me vent every now and then. So I've been thinking about this one. Let me process out loud. And when I say process out loud, we need to allow people to do that a little more freely. Like that means I don't know exactly what I think and I don't have it all processed and figured out. It's me processing out loud. So it's not time to argue or saying, why'd you say that? (laughs) So I hear a lot of my church folk family talk about lost people. And sometimes it's said so flippantly. And usually with people I hang out with, though, the context is true love for people. It's not arrogance. But I wish we could just retire this one forever. Like those dusty toys on the top shelf of Andy's room. (laughs) I know where... This is coming from. I really do. And I'm pretty sure I see people and souls differently than folks that use this terminology. But even if I didn't, can we just not call a huge group of people lost? It it reminds me there was one time a bunch of local churches in my community were getting together to have like a big serve day. They're going to go into some poorer neighborhoods by giving a helping hand in the community and they wanted to wear shirts that said doing it into the least of these and my wife was at a meeting where this was being planned and they couldn't understand why she was pushing back because they don't want to water down god's word honestly i don't i don't appreciate you taking the terminology lost people off the shelf for me to self-describe i mean i'm so lost so much of my life 
I think about it and it seems like according to Jesus and Paul, everybody's lost who can't prioritize love. They're like a clanging symbol. I wish we could just, I don't know, hear how it comes across when we label a huge multitude of people as lost, especially when those very people see so much ugliness and hypocrisy in the church. Like, let's not say this, at least not publicly. I mean, I I feel like we all need a savior all of the time. I, I mean, I've even thought about how a message of hope can get so deluded because of its entanglement with cultural religious stuff making the messenger unrelatable to begin with and and it's not intentional so i get it i really do and i and i don't know what else to say except let's ditch this one like i would i would like to (laughs) and let's just talk about love and majesty of jesus and how we can worship dependable god instead of undependable creation and then just let the chips fall that'd be nice i think i would like that all right well i hope everybody is hanging in there this is some crazy crazy times and i really do hope this conversation maybe just brings a little smile to your face hope you have a little fun listening to it all right folks jay givens that's awesome so where are you i know you're west coast but where on the west coast i'm in los angeles that's what i thought that's what i thought you and jason petty hang out still keep in touch and all that yeah 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 prop lives like 10 minutes from me does he really yeah yeah he's on the other side of downtown so yeah gotcha gotcha very cool very cool so probably a silly question but like what is everyone doing there with coronavirus on that side of the country like is everyone freaking out (laughs) what'd you say Yeah, people are starting i say going to work (laughs) yeah but no um people actually know there's a lot of people that are like calling in um yeah people are kind of flipping out Uh, actually at at my job today we we're shutting down the office all next week yeah um because we do programs um after hours and mm-hmm. so I work for a nonprofit and we put on programs all week. And so all of the groups, all of the group sessions are closed. We have like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we do like dance classes. So there's like a runway class and a Vogue class because it's for like the ballroom scene. So they oh, cool. do their thing in there. Um, and then we do like HIV testing and STI testing and stuff. So we're still doing our testing, but everything else having to do with programs is all shut down until further notice. Gosh. I know yeah. it's really affecting the economy. Like, I mean... It's just very crazy. All the kids are like, oh, I wonder if they're going to have school at home. And I'm like, I do not want that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have kids? We got four. Yep. Oh, okay. 13, 11, 9, and 7. Yep. Yep. All right. Do you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was, uh, so I, you know, I was telling Priscilla a little bit of your story and, she was excited to to get on here and be a part of this. And so I obviously had to pull up fly exam and play some of it. And you know how you, when you've been removed from an LP for a while and then you revisit it and you're like, what the hell? This stuff is real. <laughs> so put, Thanks, put it man. this way. I, I put it in a, in my iTunes genre of things I got to start listening to more. But I, I used to play it nonstop. And then I just, you know, there's so much music out there. But I was like, dang, I'm like... I don't know if if you've gotten this a lot, but 
you've got really good lyricists, which you are, but then you've got super witty lyricists, which you are. Do people tell you that? Like you're just super Dope. witty in your lyrics? Uh, I've, I've, I mean, I've, I guess maybe I've never heard it like that. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> usually I, I, I'll do my witty check when I hear people laugh or, you know, <laughs> when they laugh like, oh, this fool is like, yeah, that was witty. So yeah, well, that's definitely, a, a, I mean, my favorite lyricists are always, of course, mechanically great at the word structure, but I mean, you gotta have, you know, punchlines and not just how they think of that but you got to make people laugh you have to have you have to have every aspect of i think um of a master of ceremonies you know yeah. so yeah i gosh i i almost hesitate to say this because i can't remember who it was but it's either it's either royce the five nine or black Damn. One, <laughs> definitely royce one, one of them said um my shit is Martin Luther. Your shit is Martin Lawrence. <laughs> like basically saying, I'm serious, boy. I'm tearing uh-huh. this up. You're a joke. <laughs> and you're comedy right now. <laughs> well, I want to. Actually, that I, was, I think that was Royce to 5'9". Was it? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. I recent. Sure. Is that off like this recent album? Not the most recent. Have you heard the no? most recent? Oh, yes. 2020? Oh, my gosh. It's Allegory. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. We were playing that in the car. It's always fun when I have a, a song that I can play in front of the whole family. And one of my favorite songs on that, I'm like, yeah, I can bump this with the family. No problem. <laughs> 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 so, I, you know, we want to explore all sorts of territory. And it's funny, I, I reached out to you. A lot of our listeners, all of our listeners know that I was part of Bad Christian Podcast. And so when I was with that podcast, I had reached out to you a few times and we never put something together, but I think it was basically, you just weren't, you weren't ready to do something like this. And so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the, the most recent email a few weeks ago, I was super excited, man. You responded and said, let's do it. Let's, let's, and, and I, and I will take, I want to say that I took this as a huge compliment that you felt like this was a platform that you felt welcomed in and comfortable with. So that means a lot. I don't know if those are your exact words, but something along those lines, I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. It's worth the test. Like I'm like, you know, I'm familiar obviously with bad Christian podcasts and just, I mean, even where the whole, you know, it was more of a safe space in general for us on the fringes, I guess, or whatever. And so, um, so yeah, I figured like, I, I just figured if any, if any place to kind of convey, I guess in this, in this community, yeah. um, yeah. it would be somewhere cool like here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with you for sure. So well, I appreciate that is, have you done like a extensive talk like this since, since basically coming out? Like, have you, have you done a conversation like this? Um, yeah, I had, I had a few interviews. Uh, yeah. uh, one was, uh, uh, well, I guess, uh, I mean, uh, forgive me for if I get any terms wrong, but uh, in the Christian or space, um, really just one. And that was for, that was for prop. That was, I was okay. on the red couch podcast. And oh, so we gotcha. did an episode gotcha. um, about masculinity and, you know, he kind of he he kind of asked some questions, or I guess the hot button questions or whatever, and then we kind of took it with the conversation. So, obviously, from our relationship, or maybe not that obvious, but I mean, he's he's a safe space. He's my friend, yeah, so it's absolutely. like you know, absolutely. I didn't really look at it like that. Um, but no, not 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 really. I actually stayed away, um, stayed away from the space for a while. I had had a few people that I wasn't familiar with that I never met that hit me up to ask me how's everything going, but. Um, I didn't want to, uh, 
I didn't, well, one, I'm at a different place in even talking about my experience when you're yeah. kind of in it and going through it as everyone's watching and con- con- chiming in, they expect you to have all of the answers or even if you have the answers, they expect you to have the tone where you don't have the hurt, you know, from what's going on presently. And so, yeah. um, you know, so it's hard to emote and then, you know, you say things and then, and then it's just, it, it just became a point where I was just like, you know, like, honestly, forget this whole, like, uh, this whole silo. I don't want to converse about this in this silo because um, a lot of people just are not listening to me. They're just talking at me or maybe to, they don't even know me, you know, right. they're just talking at a figure. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I had to step away and then also, you know, just um, step away and, and, and continue to grow on my own in my own life, you know, because the online stuff is just a sliver of actually what's going on, you know, in your life. Right. And so, uh, so yeah. I, I, I do want to restate real quick something that you said that people weren't ready to um, hear or they, they weren't willing to hear the pain in your tone. Something like that. I they, see my short term just... memory is really bad. Is that was one minute ago? <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. But that was pretty <laughs> profound. I mean, that's that's that's. I like that you said that. That's crazy. Um. Well, I I did a little digging, and I do want to. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm going to hold off on that. Hold off on that. Let me let me just. Do you mind if we just start? Like, I I kind of like to jump around. I kind of have in my head where I'd like to go, but then typically I just like to let it go where it goes. But can you think about? Was there a point when all of the sudden you decided, okay, it is time. Like I am, I am going to come out of the closet. Like, do you, do you remember making that decision? Like, was it a moment for you when you said, I'm going to do this? For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, well, the moment was probably around, um, I would say about August 26th of 2016. Um, and actually I have a, a single, uh, called understand, uh, we did a short film with it and, uh, there's a line on there that says, um, uh, since the 26th of August, and that was a time that was a, a real low for me just in uh, in the kind of lifestyle that I was um, that I was just dealing with with like, you know, addiction and and uh, and it, it had just I was it was I mean, it was a low. I think I went a little bit lower after that, maybe with a few more relapses in my program. But that was a point where it was like low. And uh, and it was also the point where I went to go get tested and I tested positive for HIV. And so I had kind of already had I already knew. You know, like when 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 my test results came back reactive, and she's like, "Well, they came back reactive," and I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" She said, "Oh, you're HIV positive," and I was like, "Okay, cool. What do I do next? Where do I go?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "Your reaction is kind of," and I'm like, "Girl, I already knew. Like, you know, I had already made that up in my up in my up. I had already come to terms with that." Right. Um. And so then at that point, uh, I you know it was I I had to one get on my feet and, and climb out of you know just the kind of the pits of addiction and really actually you know start a program or start you know just it was really really bad it was it yeah. got really bad. Um, are you open with I, what the addiction is, or you just rather keep it at addiction? Yeah, no, it's meth. It's all over my music. It's not fly gotcha. jam. Gotcha. <laughs> so that so there's like, I have a hard yeah, time reading between the lines, I guess. <laughs> so if you recall on Fly Exam, there's a song called Hummingbird Stance. Yes. Um, and it's uh and the first the first verse is like a personification of you know these trees that can't afford healthcare, the Everglades are dying, all that stuff, right? 
and then the second verse is um you know it starts with a, a world when the white smoke swirls through the pipe slow like i was, was that was like a huge point in my life where i was actually wrote that uh wrote that uh, at the time that i had realized that i was an addict which was about in 2014 when i had realized for myself when i actually admitted it um and i was living in long beach with uh my well with with ron with uh, dj effecto who's since passed away um but um but that's when i that's when i was writing flag exam so a lot of that was about addiction and and, and actually falling like high and fall it was literal yeah. even on that so you beat um, math that is that's yeah. crazy well i didn't wow. beat anything but i'm but yeah I, I won't say i beat it because i don't i uh i don't plan on relapsing i finally have um i have a uh 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 I'm able to appreciate sobriety, but yeah, yeah I was I was um, regularly uh, for eight years. Yeah, for eight years. Yeah, and so. Can I jump in really quick? Joey is talking to you because he like already knows your music and seems to already know your background. You're dissing my interviewing know, skills. What's I wrong know, with you? I'm not. I just. <laughs> I'm just like, gosh. I I mean, how old are you? And. Where did you grow up and do you have siblings and can you tell me some of You don't that? think we're going to get to that? I know, I just want to know because <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you just told me some amazing We just went straight to the jump. Right. To the jump. And I'm like, look at you, like look look how talented and amazing you are and what you've been through and I kind of want to know like that beginning part. So I feel you. I feel you. Do you mind sharing some of that? Is well, that so how old am I? Like throwing it <laughs> It's real deep. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 32. Here, hey, here, What's your favorite color? Here, here, here's what's funny. specifically. Here's what's funny. Right. Here's what's funny is we've got such. We had such a crazy afternoon. We took the kids to play tennis and you know made dinner and homework done and all that stuff. So I said something specifically to Priscilla that she obviously did not hear. I said, by the way, oh. I kind of have something <laughs> mapped out in my head. I'm gonna start with like right when you realize when you were going to do it. And I said, don't worry, we'll get to everything else. <laughs> and I like, can't handle it. I guess I she, didn't listen. She can't handle it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Priscilla, you go ahead. I and, just and die. I just want to know. Get the foundation that you need right now. I know. I know. Sorry. And Joey, I always call Joey a music snob. He keeps up with all the cool music and I'm kind of a dummy. I don't, I don't really know everything. Well, so. you benefit from my snobbery though. I do. I definitely benefit. So, like, did you grow? Like, where did you grow up? Where uh, are you from? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Los Angeles, um, specifically Gardena, uh, California. Uh, just uh, it's just uh, south of Inglewood, so in the in the north side of the South Bay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see what else. Uh, in the after the Rodney King riots, my mom moved to Las Vegas, um, and that's oh. where my great grandmother. Uh, my great grandmother and grandfather uh, lived, and so we moved to Vegas. Uh, and so I was back and forth from there. I would go to school there, and then I would be back in LA for uh, you know for summer or four months at a time, um, up until like probably about middle school. Um, and then I and then I kind of stopped doing summers in LA until high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were back and forth. So yeah, born in LA, um, formative years like in Vegas in here, and then um, and then I came back to LA after I graduated high school to go to college. Um, Went to USC, studied mechanical engineering, um, and then when I graduated, I started doing music, and that took me on a ten-year run doing music. Wow! So, did you were you 
musical like growing up was that just always your thing for sure kid? Yeah, yeah yeah for sure uh music was always uh, always in 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 the household i mean um you know anything from like you know parliament like funk everything i mean soul r&b um hip-hop mm -hmm. uh and then my my actual performance of uh, my first my first experience with actually playing music uh at, at when did i start i guess that was what 11 when i was 11 I, st I started in the string orchestra and i did that from 11 all the way up until i was 18. Nice. yeah that is cool we had a couple girls that used to play violin and they totally quit in the fifth grade. I'm sad about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I played. I played viola. That come up on a podcast when your wife is. <laughs> that sucks. They should pick it back up. I, I played viola, I know, viola I for it. eight years. Did you really? Yeah, I was in the wow. state youth orchestra, honors orchestra. I got like trophies and all that stuff. I got That's kicked really out of school cool. my senior year of high school because we had a we had a so the regional event for all the high schools is called I believe back then man that was a long time ago back then it was it's hmm. called music in the parks and uh, high schools from the you know western region would play at Disneyland in our senior year. Uh, we decided, hey, let's bring some weed, and we got busted. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, that, so that was why that was why that was our little stint. We got busted, and I had to go to uh, my senior year, mind you. We're getting college acceptance letters. We were like top of our class, oh AP gosh. classes. I was vice president of the school that year. Everything, and it's just big scandal. You know, we got kicked out. That is, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was emceeing the assemblies and everything, and. Uh, oh. Oh we ended up getting kicked out. We had to go to uh, Opportunity School, which is like alternative school, uh, for a month. And it just so happened that the window of time that the 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 conference the concert was, which was in March, that was the last week to get accepted. So if had it been later, I wouldn't have graduated high school. Oh my um, gosh. Just because of the way that the school district was, and our school was in a no tolerance zone, so there were there weren't any you know any type of wavering as far as what you know expulsion immediate as far as a, in the zone it was in. Wow. But, so that happened now. Would that be as big of an issue? Is is marijuana legal in California? Uh, yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah. 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 yeah, I thought so. Look, I see him in the South Carolina. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> I, had a, I, I had a therapist that moved out that way, and she literally told oh, me right. she was like, "You're on the interstate, and you just run right into that smell." That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like Seven Eleven now. I mean, if you want a joint, you just go in and buy one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, is there is there like uh, is there different places where you can and cannot smoke? Like you can't you can't smoke it in the car and stuff like no, that. No, it's, it's essentially like alcohol. Like you know, you can only okay, smoke, yeah, you can't smoke outside or drink outside. Gotcha. Same. Yeah. So, do you have siblings? I do. I do. I have four. You have four siblings? No, I have three. Three. Oh, you're There's one four of four of us. Yeah. 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 Oh, just like that. So, what number are you? I'm the you? oldest and the youngest. So, so I have an older sister from my dad's previous marriage. Um, she's eight. Oh, she's gotcha. eight years older than me. So that's my big sister. And then, uh -huh. and then my, and then I was my mom's firstborn. And then she had two more after. So oh, cool. yeah, I'm what thirty two. Sisters or my sister's what four? She's forty. I'm thirty two. Then my other sister's twenty seven, and my brother's twenty one. Yeah. Would you say relatively tough childhood, great childhood? How how would you describe just your upbringing and your life as a kid? Yeah, I think it was a great childhood from my view. But then when I look back, I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. how man. come? Like, why? Uh, I mean, I so I, I mean, I was raised in a, in a single 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 mom. Um, 
uh, you know, I'm very grateful for the relationship I have with my dad now because, um, you know, my dad, my dad wasn't there. He was he was in California. Um, and so uh, and yeah, and it was it was pretty rough. I mean, I went to school, but, you know, um, I think just growing up, even just as I don't know, being being a, a black kid in the 80s and 90s is hard. Like, you know, I mean, that's the peak of the reason we left L.A. is because, um, you know, my mom had an incident with some kids who were, you know, who were gangbanging. And the, the neighborhood that we were in, um, neighborhood that we're from, uh, was uh, was a neighborhood called, uh, well, as far as, street, as far as the street, it was Shotgun, which is a Crip neighborhood. Um, wow. And so my mom, there was one instance where she was coming from the swap meet. Uh, and some kids uh, rolled up on her. I came up to her wearing all red and trying to take her Gucci bag. And they're like, "Give, give me your Gucci bag." And, and um, is this podcast clean, or should I keep my language clean? Say whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, and pretty much, they were like, "Bitch, give me your, give me your bag." And my mom, she's so gangster. She was like, "Well, you're gonna have to take it from me." And then they pulled, and then they pulled out a gun. And she was like, "Shoot your best shot." And they pulled the trigger, oh and a gun jammed. And then they looked and then they ran away. And so at that point, that was like, yeah, that was around 91 or that was maybe 90, 91 because that was right before the L.A. riots. Um, And then so at that point, my mom was trying to get out of L.A. anyway. Like, uh, you know, she uh, she the lifestyle that was just that, you know, from let's say maybe my dad's lifestyle. Then it just didn't match. And she had a baby and she had to leave. She wasn't trying to raised me up here and all of that and so that's why we we went ahead and went to vegas um and then at that point it was you know her and i uh and then she ended up getting remarried briefly we had my sister uh and that was a that was a pretty tumultuous time in that marriage um but all the while you know i was still you know i just knew that i had to uh i had to go to school in order to get it that was like my only ticket or my in my mind that was my only ticket it's like just go to school and you have to get straight a's because you're not going to be able to afford to go anywhere because you guys are poor so i just kept going to school and just kept on um and was very involved in the church and that was in church activities and school activities and just kind of just overachieving and and everything um on the outside um at the same time i mean i was like i i knew i knew that i was gay like from age five five yeah so so how how are you processing that as a five-year-old you're just like like oh my god zach on power rangers is so cute i like him but i can't tell anybody <laughs> like Aww. that you know yeah. um you know when it's like oh when you're getting a girlfriend you know you tell kids like oh that's your little girlfriend that's this it's like i mm-hmm. I, I knew that it was like oh i, I got it at first it felt weird it was like okay well maybe i just don't like girls yet you know um but then at the same time growing up one in you know a a a very uh a very uh christ christocentric family you know my my dad's a preacher my mom you know my grandma taught sunday school we like it was it's you know christian family um i never was able to uh talk about any of these type any of these feelings because it was always prompted like like you know my, my dad would be like oh you know you regular right like you regular right you straight right you know because we ain't having all that you know or you know or just how it goes and so you grow up with that not really having an identity in it and so that made life although i was doing well as far as in school and and you know my character and everything was being developed by awesome parenting um you know my mom's a my mom is she's the goat but um 
but but that was being built i still wasn't able to uh build i i think i kept on putting on what people wanted me to be for my entire life at the same time though like you know uh, as far as like aol you know uh, online dating back then was you know asl right <laughs> or you know mm-hmm. or the party line right and so i mean mm-hmm. i was i was like that was my first like experience actually like with like with other guys was like from like age like 11 all the way up until you know all, all the way through my life and so that was kind of yeah. the the kind of um the quiet life that really spiraled into what became a lot of the right turns when i should have made a left in my life you know leading up to the yeah. end, you know so do do you think or did they tell you later on like were your were your parents or or maybe specifically your father was he kind of just wanting to operate in denial do you think deep down he just knew or otherwise he wouldn't keep asking you no no he didn't know um it's nah i don't think he wasn't asking me to i don't i don't think at least i mean he nah nobody knew um yeah because when i came out everyone was shocked um and i even asked my i you know no my dad didn't know that's just something that like you know our family is uh at least you know my paternal side it's like we're we're from south central we're from la you know so it's like you know the when it comes to like identity identity and masculinity and making sure that you're you know rearing up like you know rearing up a son in that way you know it's uh i think he was taking you kind of have a proactive preventative measure like well let me make sure my son my son is cool and, you know okay yeah you like girls okay go get these bitches da 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 whatever um mm-hmm. but you know when you come up in that kind of context it makes it even harder to uh because you're trying to live up to you know you're trying to live up to your dad or your cousins or you're try- not trying to get beat up or you're you know you're over you're you're overdoing it you know i didn't study i, I was in orchestra i was I had other you know clearly now i'm looking back and obviously i have other like artistic like you know just traits that i wasn't really able to cultivate until probably later after yeah maybe after college well, no, during college, too, because I went into web design, but I wasn't really able to do that in my younger years because, to be honest for me, which is a misconception, but it was like, if I'm too artsy, I'm going to look gay, and then they're going to find out. Wow. Wow. You know. So, at age 11, you were talking to other boys that liked boys? I was talking like to online? other men. Other men? Yeah. And you were 11? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like... Did you ever have a really close friend or anyone that you kind of would maybe try to feel it out and see if they would, how they felt about someone who's gay? Like, did you ever, or did you sort of feel like you had this world over here where no one really knew me except that's like the world over there. And then like your close friends and family just never knew. Like there was never one friend or anybody that. No. I mean, you just never had anyone to confide in or was it? Was it lonely? Like, how did it? It was absolutely you... lonely. You have two, yeah. you have quote unquote, mind you, two different worlds. Neither of them know you. Because when you're yeah, in the closet, that's how it... in the other world, you're just shady and you're, you know, you're just hooking up and then you're, you know, looking to see yeah. who sees me or let me dodge out of here. So no one really knows you. Um, and you do, yeah. and you never have that kind of sounding board to bounce off, you know, in mm-hmm. full without that duplicity, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't have anyone. Oh, no, no, no. I take that back. I had one friend who was my high school sweetheart. We dated. She. Let's see. We dated. 
what from ninth grade to 12th grade i think best wow. friend she's still my best friend today she's like really that's awesome yeah she and, and she she came out she's like super lesbian she came out like like in her early <laughs> you guys 20s found each other. yeah right yeah we had gone through some similar childhood trauma you know and she yeah. was the only person that i had told because i mean I, w- I was molested at, at a young age and so she was the only person that i had thank you um that that i had told that to ever yeah and that was like when we were both like 15 or something so she was the only person but as far as like past that no 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 there's nobody yeah did so, she come sorry joey did she come out sooner than you like before yeah, you yeah yeah she did she came out like yeah she came out in like i think after after college so let's see we graduated we were like graduated 2009 i graduated 2010 but class is 2009 so she she probably came out like maybe in 2010 yeah yeah so was it a so do you mind if i get back caught back up <laughs> Sorry. No, it was good work. Good work. <laughs> it wasn't work. I, uh. <laughs> was it a process? Like, did you start thinking, I I can't live this way for my whole life? Like, something's got to change. Or was it a sudden revelation of, I'm done? Was it gradual? Was it sudden as far as you deciding, I'm coming out? Oh, no, it was, it was gradual. It was every day that I first knew all the way up until when I came out. Gosh. Yeah. Every, it, In the day you first knew, are you saying when you were five? I'll say like Is five or when, six. I mean, let's, let's yeah. just, let's just be, let's give a, let's give a accurate before I knew, but I'll say a puberty for sure. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. That makes <laughs> like, sense. For sure. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, no, it was always gradual, um, because at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm going through in my mind, you know, I don't want to go to hell. So my oh, entire gosh, life was, I have fear. to try to be straight, you know, that's like, I, like, I have to get, let me get a girlfriend and, and make this work. Maybe I'm, maybe there's something wrong with me. Um, gosh, I just hate hearing that every single time. Yeah. My, yeah. my thing, uh, Priscilla's heard me say once I discovered masturbation from that point on i was like i'm going to hell because i can't stop this and it's certainly gonna send me to hell so we probably had pretty s- similar upbringings for sure but Except you know i wasn't was not masturbating nearly as to scary. women yeah. <laughs> i would have felt like if i could do this to women then maybe different. maybe my masturbation will make me go to heaven better than <laughs> maybe i'll be yeah, if you were masturbating like me you would have been all right man. yeah he would have felt great about that <laughs> That's so funny. So, so you know, one one thing I I don't know because I think that I found out kind of after the fact. Did you break the news on Twitter? Did you just start word of mouth with your close relationships? You just mm-hmm. gradually started coming out. Yeah. So I, can, I I if I'm not mistaken, um, maybe someone will fact check or something. I don't know what the comments freaking do. I don't care, but, but like, uh, I had, I, I came out to my, my friends and my family and everything like that whole me going to get tested and going and all that, that was like a couple of years before it actually, you know, came out, it blew up online, you know? So I had already gone, I had already been going through, like, I had already been in my real, like in my real life, so to speak for like a couple of years before I mm-hmm. was kind of, uh, uh, I won't say forced, but before I was prompted to talk about it on a public place. Um, yeah. 
uh, which I didn't want to be someone who, you know, I did. I actually did write one of those, um, you know, those like little op-ed. It's not op-ed. What's when you write the little, the little, uh, I'm coming out, you know, da 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 da, your little letter to everyone type thing. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote one of those, like, but it ended up being for myself because I got to read, read back. I wrote one of those when I first came out and I was going to post it and my friend, my friend was like, all right. I was like, I think I'm going to put this on Tumblr because I was like super impacted by when Frank Ocean did that. That really helped me out a lot when he came out. Yeah. Um, That's my second favorite artist, by the way. And yes, I think very categorically like that. He's number two. Hey, <laughs> who's number one? <laughs> uh, Dave Bazan from Pedro the Lion. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Oh, no. I, oh, no. I'm not familiar. I got Okay. Pedro the Lion. Um. Well, oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "Do you want to post this?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, no, I, I, no." I said, "I think I'm going to post this." And he was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Well," and that, and at that time, I was like, "Well, I think aren't I supposed to?" Because once I came out, once I came out to my mom, like, like once, once my parents and my and my sibling, once my family didn't reject me, I honestly didn't really give a shit about anybody else. Right, right. You That's know? how I would, yeah. I that was so afraid so I had sense. other friends that got kicked out, you know, kicked out of their house. Um, you know, there was just uh, uh, the, uh, the myriad of nightmares that could possibly happen um, or, you know. And so once that once that was OK, and especially like, you know, I mean, even my aunt and my uncle, you know, my uncle's a pastor uh, of a church and and he's been pastoring, you know, legacy of pastors. He's he's you know, once they were even they didn't reject me that gave me at least what I needed and then you know to yeah. well, I th- that's so I think not only amazing. interesting but also I think super helpful to a lot of our listeners with with just processing this how did your would you put your family in the evangelical category yeah uh and it's and, a mix and so how, no well okay because okay i would say no i would i would say evangelical for the sake of like evangelism um but then there's also you know of course the intersection of evangelical being a particular group of christians like i didn't learn about the evangelical quote-unquote world until i got involved with guys and girls in christian hip-hop right so that's when i started learning about like um like when i you know i was a humble beast and got to kind of learn about like calvinism and all that stuff. I didn't come from that. Um, We we came, we grew up missionary Baptist. So, yeah. So, so was their response, man, we love you so much and we hate that you're in this sin or was like, what, what was their response? Like what, how did they process it? Depends on the person. Um, Was there crying? Like were people crying? Like were, uh, like sad and then you would have to be like it doesn't have to be sad like this is actually beautiful this is great i can finally be myself like that came later initially because i like they got up for me for my story it wasn't like hey i want to sit down i'm coming out it was everything around me everything was tumultuous anyway so i was already dealing with addiction and you know that so that was already you know a concern but then also it was like oh i'm hiv positive 
and then like yeah and and then and then it's like yeah because i'm gay you know because i i knew i was gonna I, mm-hmm. I, I can't even say i was like brave and there was like this revelation like i gotta come out and tell the world and i was like no i gotta tell the whole truth because i'm at a point now where people are gonna ask questions and i just can't lie anymore yeah you know so you're yeah. gonna ask me where i was i gotta just be able to tell to, to say it plus just before that i had got just read i got read read up and down by someone that i was uh by someone that i was dealing with and he was and i i realized that i was a hypocrite um because mm-hmm. uh yeah because i was just being shady and even even the people that i was in you know that's a certain lifestyle with i was i was being worse off like they were still being more gracious of people and more understanding and helping of each other than i was i was just coming in and being selfish and then leaving and too self-absorbed yeah. and you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so so you were talking about at one point in your life that I could easily relate to. And that is, Oh gosh, my sin is going to send me to hell. Was there any transition in your mind as far as what you thought about homosexuality? Like did over time you just started to accept there's this can't be wrong. Or did you take the route of if this is what Christianity is about, I can't be a part of it. Like how, how does, how does your faith and your sexuality play out? Yeah, I did all those. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's a, that's, that's a, a, a misnomer that I guess I would like to debunk. It's like we, sometimes we can, we're, we can take a, a situation and compartmentalize a mindset like, okay, this was how I did it. Or this was how this person, but in all honesty, it was all of those and it was a whirlwind. It's like, am I going to hell? Okay, I, okay. I remember one one morning I was, um, it was it was after it was after I, I don't even think I, came out publicly from that from your last question about like the tweet did I announce it? There was actually a tweet um, that I put on my thirtieth birthday, and it was like something about like uh, it wasn't I'm gay, but it was just like you don't trying to be someone you're not. The problem is trying to act like you're straight or something like that and then there were other little side comments of like it's a youtube video someone had put like uh oh this is gay and i was like oh super gay and i think people just thought i was being sarcastic but i was actually for myself i was like no i'm just like being for real i did an interview one time and someone they accidentally said uh instead of jay given sometimes people say like oh gay given gay gay givens and they're like oh she's like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> it was uh, uh yeah I mean, and she was that like that was a serious mistake <laughs> yeah she she was because this was before she yeah this is before she, she didn't know and so uh and Aww. i was like i was like it's cool you can call me gay and for me and she was like ha 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 laughing but in real time for me i was like that was like you know they didn't know Please yet but i was like yeah. i'm not lying anymore so i'm so yeah. you think it's trolling i'm just i've always just been telling the truth but lol okay um yeah but as far as the uh what was it was there uh what was your question was it a, was there a, well, mo- uh, a moment or well no just just how i mean honestly currently how are you like what do you i mean i, I hate like categorical questions yeah like do you consider yourself someone with christian faith still i i, I just have no idea yeah yeah, yeah I, I think my question would be how is your peace oh my god like, it's great your peace this i mean i'm actually like this has been the this past four years what's it for it's 2020 this past four years mm-hmm. has been the best the most the best time of my life mm-hmm. like i don't you know um as far as faith is concerned um i i mean i still 
you have to when you when I was in going through faith crisis or whatever you want to call it first off I had to I had to totally accept that I was going to hell before I could move past that because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm still trying not to and you know if you believe according to the gospel the, what the what do you do like that that doesn't make sense you know you can't right that's what's said but not necessarily what's believed in the heart or in practice and so for me i had to accept myself and then accept um accept like what actually like faith means you know uh, i remember waking up one morning and i saw um there's a uh, uh i believe she's a pastor now um are you guys familiar with julie rogers is that her name julie rogers i'm not actually nope She's uh she's an LGBT uh, there's a faithfully LGBT I think is the hashtag or whatever but she's she's a queer pastor and uh at that time I she was tweeting uh tweeting things she had she went on doing speeches about her experience and that blah 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 and so I was kind of watching her Twitter and she said something and someone super you know super staunch reformed person uh was just was talking about you know going to hell and when I read that. I kind of just kind of cried and I was lying in bed and I kind of cried and I was like, well, and I just like, well, if I was like, God, why would you make me like this? Like, you know, I'm thinking about like the, the, uh, the scriptures where it's like, uh, you know, he makes the potter makes, you know, one, one, what one clay for the furnace or I'm butchering it, but you know, Paul was writing about the potter and the clay and one can be made for trash. And you know what, who is to say, let me know if I'm, are are you, I think it's like, it's, some yeah yeah we're with you i think it's like noble purposes and then regular so, yeah something like that so i was taking that as, as a metaphor like well god if you made me you you definitely made me like this i can't run from it anymore because all of this duplicitous living i mean I, I, this this overachieving this trying always trying to be perfect so that no one you know just a, a it's a psychological trauma that comes from being in the closet you yeah. know um and I like how you worded that because that is what always breaks my heart when I hear it is like trying so hard to be straight or maybe when I get a girlfriend or then then I'll change and then when or maybe when I have a baby or when I get married or when I <laughs> you're always trying to change yourself always trying to change yourself instead of loving yourself like do you, have you um have you done therapy like have you met with a therapist or anything because I, I just met with a therapist the other day and she asked me something <laughs> really crazy this sounds really silly to say it like this but she looked at me and she said do you love yourself and the way she was looking at me and asking me that I immediately had this huge lump in my throat and that sounds so cheesy Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I have low self-esteem or anything like that but when you ask me if I love myself it makes me I just told her well that makes me feel uncomfortable like my first thing I think of is that makes me feel uncomfortable and she said we really we we protect what we love yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, so trying to constantly be somebody that other people will accept just feels like it's not loving to yourself. Like you're not protecting yourself. You're protecting how other people feel about you or Right. You know Which is I mean? a common thread I mean in the community. Like that's that's what pride means. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're actually it's not um, to be pit against humility, it's not that's not it's not in the same context for me. You know, I can't speak for everyone, but in general consensus, pride is about accepting and loving yourself and loving the person in the mirror, and then mm. and then that's and then you come out and you say, "This is me," 
and yeah. take it or leave it. I'm not really doing anything else for anyone else but me as far as even yeah. getting to understand myself. You know, so many things were repressed as far as exploring yourself. So you're, you know, and, and being able to sit with the things that you don't like, you know, um, being mm-hmm. able to see, wow, I'm a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I mean, yeah. internally, like, I, it's like, this is, this is a conflict. This hypocrisy is a conflict. Oh, wait, maybe I'm not going to hell then, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. there's a lot of the people that think they're going to heaven or whatever, whatever. I don't even want to pit against religion. I don't, I don't, I don't like religion, but I do, I am spiritual, you know, still, I still hold yeah. on to, I still refer to, you know, stories that I know and have preached and have learned and have memorized about Jesus. Cause Jesus is a pretty dope person. Um, you know, uh, and so, but, uh, to, to kind of put a, put a, go back to, um, Joey's comment earlier about like, even with the faith, I know I get, uh, I get, what is it? I always get asked that. Are you, are you still a believer? Are you still a believer? Oh, your Christian music was better. Oh, it's like, you weren't listening (laughs) to any of it because it's all the same person. (laughs) Like, you know, oh, I miss the Christian stuff. This isn't it. You know, they deride your art, all that stuff Uh, you know, you got to have thick skin. Silly. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to say I'm a, I don't readily just be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And it's not even necessarily because of God or anything. It's just because of everyone that screams about him, like those people. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, that was a community that was, that I saw illustrated on a large scale all at once, um, treat me as if like just completely treat me and look at me and regard me as like the devil just because they found out something about me that they still didn't even know (laughs) the depths of and so with that i was just like this isn't it this is a cult Mm -hmm. you know or cultish behavior or whatever you know and so yeah yeah well but so before we move into that territory because i'm not looking forward to that part as far as what you received especially at the hands of christians but tell tell you know you've already talked about your family tell us some other beautiful stories of people embracing you and encouraging you and and being there for you and, and maybe some that caught you off guard oh yeah um i mean my dad definitely caught me off guard I told my dad like maybe two and a half months after my mom and my sisters knew. Um, uh, th- I mean, ev- it, it pretty much like I, I'll, I'll have to give it up as, as far as artists within this space. Um, I mean, you know, propaganda was ne- he was he, he's the dude that he's he's that guy's my friend. He's a he's a he is a real person. He and and his wife Alma and his whole family. So that was never uh, really anything. And I and I remember, too, even it was challenging for him because he had gotten he was getting kind of questioned from people like, well, how are you still friends with him? Or are you still going to talk to him? Or can you talk to him on Twitter in front of everybody? Because they're going to think that we're affirming or, you know, all these terms like affirming and all this stuff. So, you know, so but he didn't. But he was challenged with that. And he told me and he was like man this is my friend like i'm not gonna do that so that that was cool for him to see even him go through that process um uh kristen gray um and his and his wife his now wife um they 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 were amazingly influential um chris shaban amazingly influential um in in showing love who's christian gray i'm sorry i don't 
uh Kristen gray is uh is uh he's a he's a he's a singer he's an r&b gospel singer um gotcha he was on a, a record label uh well he was he's been on tons of record labels i'm not even gonna do that <laughs> yeah he's been on, yeah but yeah he's a phenomenal uh phenomenal singer Kristen gray yeah well t- tell me what you you mind if i i have uh three tweets that i want to to get to one of them i i am actually genuinely curious exactly what you're saying is that fine if i just read some of these go ahead look you don't you have stand to by your tweets you put I'm, them out there look, <laughs> so whatever so one you said some of the same people that treated some of my closest friends like scum are the cats liking and supporting in, in both of those words in quotations F- y'all for never apologizing <laughs> to my friends and acting like things are all good and godly self-righteous vipers i'm humbled and embarrassed to be like y'all i love that last line but who like what what's going on there like I, i'm probably just punchy but so people yeah explain that yeah when was that what's the date like 2017 probably i that i Does don't have the date, date on it that's probably when it everybody probably did was, it just didn't yeah, yeah it didn't turn up in the print yeah, I was saying, fuck y'all, all these people that were telling me I was going to die alone and all this stuff in my DMs. And then, it's, wow. <laughs> and then as far as my, as my far gosh. as the friends I was referring to, there are um, several artists that I came up with uh, uh, that were treated the same way from the, you know, I guess primarily the Christian hip hop fandom community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of my friends, uh, he, he, uh, he ended up he was on he was on a christian label uh and and uh and he was asking questions kind of i think online he was asking questions about like uh the other spit like uh maybe chakra or maybe like energy or he was kind of talking like that and immediately everyone was like are you still christian and then wildfire you know then then it just went and he ended up uh he ended up yeah he ended up just getting bashed for years i mean even to this day like people are still you know still still kind of bash him and he has kind of some of that some of those scars played out in his recent album that he kind of put some 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 stuff on there. So him, we were really close. We came up in Vegas together. Um, uh, and then uh, and then yeah, all all of the people that I was closest to, they were all doing things that were on the fringes or that were you know, uh, I guess loose cannons. And you know, all the people that were are nice to you and we love you so much. You know, they treated everyone that i knew that had questions or had an uh, had a different lifestyle they treated all of us they you know i don't want to sound like a victim because i'm definitely past that it's not a victim but it felt then that uh that you just get blackballed and then everyone just is either throwing the bible at you or you know telling you you're going to fail right and that happened with honestly my entire community of its closest artist friends for sure wow for sure. Like, is there anything that like stands out in your mind as far as like something that someone said or emailed or, and you're just like, I mean, total WTF exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Sort like of you're going like, to die alone. That yeah, was, yeah. that like was, this, yeah. Why, what, 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 what why does that even mean? That? You're going to die alone. Like you're, you're not going to, everybody's yeah. homosexuality is a sin and you're and you're and and unfortunately i forgot what that person said but you know unfortunately you don't see that and you're gonna you know it's just gonna lead you to die alone wow everyone dies alone first off so you're <laughs> 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 <Stupid>. so funny <laughs> what so what's what how did humble beast play out uh, 
did, did you feel supported or not supported by the humble beast community um well i i wasn't no 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 uh but humble beast community as a i mean as a as a most part everybody everybody from the label was cool we had already kind of parted ways yeah. um before that so afterward i wasn't really super duper in contact like that regularly gotcha. except for with like prop and with effecto um well no let me take that back i'm i'm being they're gonna kill me and like foreknown you familiar with foreknown <laughs> yep yeah he and his wife are absolutely amazing <laughs> um uh, they they're extremely supportive. Everyone from Humble Beast was was cool. You know, I don't know what people. You know, you drift apart from people, and you don't know if you're still cool or not. Or I don't know what's being yeah. said, but I do know that the people. You know, everybody for the most part was still cool. I don't have any uh, any terrible like Humble Beast stories as far as that. Yeah, yeah. Like I I actually really because I, I is it is it Jackie Perry Hill or Jackie Hill Perry? Yeah, Jackie Hill Perry. Like I actually saw a video of her. I don't remember if she was actually saying something, but the the title is Jackie Hill Perry responds to Jay Gibbons or something. And I really I appreciated basically she just was just like, Screw this. I'm not I'm not addressing this specifically. She basically said heterosexuality doesn't get people to heaven like what are y'all thinking it's it's about jesus and i i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool right right yeah jackie's super cool for that well i was just gonna ask like when you're going through all that and i like that you said you know i'm past all that i'm not a victim or i'm not gonna i don't want to like i understand that because i don't like if bad stuff happens to us which kind of did this last year also hmm. like i don't want to i don't want to sit in that victim spot it doesn't feel good <laughs> it's not very empowering i don't want to sit there very long even though maybe things are hard or something hurt or whatever but like for you have you contemplated like did you spend time trying to figure out why like what motivates people to act that way like to me like do they are they just afraid like is it is it just fear driven and so you have to be a certain way. I mean, what do you ever think about that? Like what, why are they doing that? Or you just move past it. Like, I'm just going to surround myself with positive people with love. Yeah. I don't have, you know, like, I don't know. It would be nice. Do you ever to try be to sit and to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every day. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's kind of the movement, if you will. Like it's, you can't just separate it's impossible well one it's is fear-based uh it's 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 homophobia yeah. you know and so it's definitely fear um and or if it's not well it is i think homophobia has so many different branches and you know offshoots and different styles yeah like because in christianity is it all is it all homophobia or is it just they've been taught certain ways for so long they're just so scared like scared of hell and so like you have to yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 multi-layered. I mean, it's it's at base it is fear, period. Um yeah. and then that just branches out. So if you're afraid of hell or you're afraid of not pleasing God, then you won't Yeah. You're then you're going to or if you're afraid of your own faith being rocked, you know, cuz everyone every, I think that a lot of people are so thing. afraid of that. Yeah, cuz they'll feel like yeah. they're going to break down or maybe if I pull one string one one, you know, piece of one thread out, it's going to unravel all my faith and then oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, good way Sorry, to describe you guys. that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's my sister. Um oh, not <laughs> in here. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I heard it then. She's so annoying. Um, <laughs> don't put that in there. Well, put it in there. Whatever. Love you, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> but that was really funny. <laughs> uh, I forgot we were recording. I'm like, oh, I'm talking shit about my sister. No, I love that girl. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you pull one thread and they feel like the whole, the whole, you know, tapestry is going to fall apart. And what am I going to do then? Or, you know, they have questions, but they suppress their own questions or own doubt. And they just say, you know what? I'm not going to go through that, that self identification. I'm just going to go to church and continue to like wash myself to not you know deal with that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's all fear. And that's the problem. And I mean, I guess if the scripture is that what love covers a multitude of no sins, huh? What casts off fear? Love casts off fears. There's one. Yeah. Um, like, or cast out all fears. Um, I, I really don't think that hate is the antithesis of love. I think fear is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is so, that is so good. Cause I think too, I, I mean, this is like a much, whatever. I just feel like anything negative that comes into my life is usually driven by fear. Mm-hmm. So like when I fail as a parent, it's usually because I was afraid, you know, they were going to do this. So I got to control this. And I, and and instead of just acting peacefully or out of love, I try to control or yeah, it's just, it seems to be the root for sure. All right. So tweet number two, they reprimand us for celebrating our identities because they're bigots, vipers, revealing venomous fangs through coy... Talk about a poet, my gosh! I stole it from Jesus. He's talking about vipers and stuff. Like I just—that's just his imagery, right? I was trying to give yeah, people what Jesus they knew. Didn't say nothing about coy grins, man. Yeah, because vipers are the snakes that smile, right? There you go. There you go. Wow. Vipers revealing venomous fangs through coy grins of innocence, facades of a house built on hate. They steal from the poor and dig wells in poverty, stricken tropical destinations for spiritual masturbation. Wow. Yeah. That's just, dude, seriously, that's just like, holy yeah, cow. I was pissed. So, <laughs> so let, me, let me ask you this, because I would say that most of my close relationships are with people who consider themselves followers of, of Jesus, worshipers of Jesus, and they are either gay affirming or they would fall in this category that I will describe. And that is, I wish to God there wasn't anything in the Bible that said anything against homosexuality because damn, it would be so much easier because I feel the same way about gay people as I do about straight people. I love them. I love you know, people's personalities. I enjoy their company. Like there is nothing about a gay person that I don't like. Why does it have to be wrong? And I have to basically be true to what I believe is in the Bible. Like, do you see that sort of person in a different camp, especially because of your upbringing and, and, and how you viewed scripture? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the latter of those two, the, the person that's kind of that's wishing it wasn't right. this way because they're you know right. they actually yeah um i 
yeah okay so on that tweet was i'll, I'll be completely frank that tweet was definitely not to, uh, not a generalization that was targeted to the same reason that vipers was used in the text that was targeted to specific people that do that that pimp god's name and use you know things for tax shelters and don't actually put programs or start churches you know that stuff you know so i wasn't yeah. i definitely wasn't in general talking about all i wasn't generalizing because you can't do that anyway um but i was so mad because the people that were coming at me were just i didn't know what they were saying but that's all i felt you know and i was like you guys yeah. are this is hypocrisy just from the things that you're saying um you know just yeah just from the things you're saying and how you're regarding someone um that latter mm -hmm. group uh that you know uh i guess they're they're tussling with like their their feelings toward toward gay people despite what the bibles or i wish that wasn't there yeah like i mean that that was the camp that i was in for years it's right. just like this makes things so complicated like i don't i don't want to think that gay people are sinning like that's that was my context for a really long time and i won't i think a lot of people have heard my story as far as why i don't feel that way anymore i won't get into that now but mm -hmm. there wasn't any sort of homophobia there wasn't any sort of hatred there wasn't any sort of rolling my eyes and disgust it was sincerely like i mean honestly i've heard pastors behind closed doors say damn these scriptures <laughs> i mean yeah. not in those exact words but just like yeah. why why do they have to be in there yeah i well i think with that with that camp i think it's important for what's important if, if you're going to go scripturally is to remember that romans 1 has everyone in it and i think because of the culture and the and the degree the nature or the stereotype the stigmatization of homosexuality it's like mm -hmm. it's in bold next to every other list of things that according to the belief are all the same so even yeah. for someone who you know bless their heart they're trying to figure they're like why is this here even them making that judgment and asking why is this here when it really doesn't pertain to them at all is a little bit um uh it's it's a little narrow minded when you're looking yeah. at kind of you know, the idea of sin and no one's perfect. We say that all the time, but then we tend to do this vertical hierarchy, even in our own mind, even with our yes. empathy. And it's like, Gosh, yo, your empathy so is kind of arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Gosh, your empathy is arrogant. Yeah. So, so when, when you talk like that, like, like with what you just said, as far as everybody having sin and, and all of that, that. I think that a lot of listeners who would say being gay is definitely a sin. That's how they would talk. They would put, in fact, I mean, check this out. Another video that I watched, it was some sort of a, I think, Christian rap YouTube channel. And, you know, the guy's super theatrical, entertaining and all this stuff. And he literally said something that just, I just face palm sort of thing. He said, you know, but you have think about homosexuality i mean you have you have murderers you have liars you have cheaters you have and some people are homosexuals like everybody oh. sins and those were his three that was the three words that he it came up with murderer yeah. liar cheater and then some people are gay they always pick the yeah they always pick the worst ones like we're molesters <laughs> or we're murderers or we're you know it's know. just these terrible things to other people you know all of those actions i don't when it comes to sin, I'm not one to delineate what's sin or not. When people are like, do you believe it's a sin or not? It's a futile conversation. I don't even answer it because it's like, it doesn't matter. You already believe what you believe. That's not the point. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I'm just holding, I'm holding, I'm holding anyone to be accountable to whatever they believe. So I'm not trying to prove or go and do exegesis like, no, I'm right. No, you're right. If it's a mystery, nobody's right and everyone's wrong. But if you say you believe something and then you are synthesizing or you're, you're, you're out, your, your outward isn't that, I could at least put those together and say, hey, this doesn't add up. Like, you know, if, yeah. you know, if I, if, if you say that, you know, uh, all of these commandments are summed up into two: love God with all your heart, what mind, soul and love your neighbors yourself. And if Jesus, the dude that you're, that you, that you're boasting about so much, if he said that, then why are we even, why are we, why are we talking about this? And why are we, why are we talking about the law like that? Yeah. 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 Do you think there's a because sometimes Priscilla will call me out on this and I and I respect when she calls me out. But I feel that there are such hypocritical people within the church that are so homophobic or just, you know, the top of the list of the worst sins, obviously, gay people. And yet these people are very greedy these people are very selfish. These people actually don't love their enemies. And so sometimes <clears throat> I feel like there's a time and place that's just like what with what you said. All right, I don't even, whether it's a sin or not, I don't care. But if you think it's a sin and you are going to highlight this, please take a look at yourself and all the stuff. And, and we're not talking about little slip-ups here and there. We're talking your lifestyle is completely contrary to what Jesus talked about. Like, but I understand how, you know, you kind of call me out because you're like, don't, don't equate it with other bad stuff. But I feel like for some people that are so caught into gay being wrong, at least if you think that someone like Jeremiah is living a life of sin, what about your lifestyle of sin? I just, I it's, frankly it's, am yeah. so tired of hearing your life of sin and your life of like, it feels so like caveman to me. I just don't know why we're talking like that. Yeah. I just, it feels so yucky. I don't know how else to describe it. We're That's conditioned to, yeah. we're conditioned to speak like that because we're, maybe we are still trying to, check the boxes to make sure that we're okay okay this is a sin i used to steal but i don't steal anymore so that you know or it's yeah you know there's all these different things that people say that you know i, I tweeted some the other day right and it was like people will die on hills that they have no experience climbing wow. yeah gosh I'm going to tweet you that are. And just, I'm not going to give Jay Gibbons credit for it because I want retweets. I think Gwenny <laughs> needs to read his stuff. Like we have a daughter that loves to write and she's in sixth grade and loves to do poetry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Gwenny needs to read all of hey, his hey, stuff. Seriously, what would you do if you saw me tweet that? And I didn't give your, I didn't put your name. Would you, would you like email me and be like, dude, what the hell, bro? Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> nah, I mean, I would, I probably wouldn't say, I probably wouldn't even confront you about it, but I probably would. He would not confront you. He's way say, too classy for that, Joey. Yeah. I, I, I definitely would screenshot my, my tweet of that and then just maybe <laughs> juxtapose them with no thanks. Let the art speak for itself. And then. <laughs> All right. So you, you, you know, the territory that you're in, like, I, I really don't want to think something and not say it, but I, I know for a fact that, uh, and I, and I know how offensive this is. It's offensive to me as well. 
But I know many of our listeners heard you say that you were molested, and many of them were like, oh, that's oh, why yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's yeah why actually, you know hoping, what? Yeah. That actually like got me. I'm like, I do want to address that because I want people, because what you said before that is you knew when you were five. Like, you felt different when you were five. Like, I just... But seriously, that just... When you said that you were molested, it allowed so many people to check their box and be like, oh, well, that explains it. It's, that's cute because it's like there's people <laughs> that are molested that are that end up that are that are straight. <laughs> so like that that's 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 a very um, a very uh, common stereotype that's really hurtful um, that you kind of so have to wear and kind of just destigmatize to your life is people. I mean, people just assume assume anything deviant, or they assume a, one. It's horrible to. Oh, that's why. It's like yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna just go back go back to what I said before. That, 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 that like that doesn't make you doesn't make you um, doesn't make you identify with that. It could be something where you know you're introduced to. It's just like oh, I like coffee because I tried it the first time. It's like <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. I don't even want to. Any other analogy is gonna be clumsy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that that's that's definitely a misnomer. What 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 I don't like about that too is it branches off into people just think like if you're gay, like that you're gonna molest their kids or something, or you know yeah. we're right. just we're just we're we're put we're pit as like pedophiles or you know deviants or all of these things, and it's just um, it's unfortunate that it's like that. But I'm kind of used to that to be honest. Just I'm black, so I get I get it, you know, in a different context, but I get it. Yeah. Well, can I say one, ask one more question too? And this, I'm almost a little embarrassed to ask it because I'm a very, like, grew up in the Midwest. I'm like, oh, I have white privilege. Like, I'm white, grew up in the Midwest in a mostly white community, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but from my under, like, is it harder? I don't know. This I'll is, this is clumsy too. I will no. ask it because to I know be, what you're going to be To be say. black and gay, like, does it feel like you have two barriers to overcome? Like, Thank do you, you feel like in your culture, well, in your yes. culture, like, okay, tell, can you talk it's about really it? hard. Because I feel it's, like I hear that, but I don't, I don't know. I'd it's like to very, understand. very hard. Um, mm-hmm. you, you already have your outward appearance. I, I guess what, that's an intersection that is readily oppressed and you yeah. are raised with how to adapt here with that in your entire lifestyle but then when you're queer you don't even have you don't feel that you have the support even within your people because yeah. so so you're just you're really pushed aside i mean and 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 i'm privileged to be a gay you know cisgender man because black black trans people have it have worked way worse than my life was yeah way worse you know it's just it, it's a totem pole you know we just yeah. it just goes all the way down so yeah those two intersections are very hard they helped me to it helped me to navigate i think being openly gay na- navigate with um the i guess persecution or oppression a little better because i had had a context yeah. you know but um but no yeah you know that that's that's why it's. A, I'm actually I work at a nonprofit that um, is geared toward um, uh, uh, black and Latino um, men of color and trans women for providing programs for art and everything. And I mean, you wow. you hear all types of stories of the huge part of the homeless population is kids that got kicked out of their house because their parents because they said they were gay. 
Oh my god! Their parents kicked them out of the house, and then they, and then they, you know, they Gosh, kicked out at 16, 14. Never thought of that. Yeah. So, That's, do you think? Let me just oh, interject with that. Let me just say, yeah. you never thought of that. Please, like, keep on. That's that's common, and it's just mm. no, yeah. like, no one knows how common it is. It's really sad because no one sad. will look into our world to actually see us as humans to see what we've gone through. They only look at the flag and say, you know, I guess in a religious context, say this is an abomination. But it's like you're not even asking this person how their day was, or you don't even know their story at all. You're just it's it's really really sad. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you know statistics of like, like, I don't know. Now this sounds like I am trying to put it on, like, what's the worst, like being Latino? Because I guess, like, coming out and you're in a Latino family, because it's very, like, my assumption is it's very machismo. Yeah. And so, like, whoa, is that like coming against so much of your own culture? And then or being black or being Christian, you know, like what, I guess. I think they're all the same. I think the difficulty yeah. is all the same in context, you know, yeah. especially when it comes to like, you know, sexuality, like that's something I think the nuances are different. Yeah. Of course. But different challenges as a man, yeah. you know, the, as I don't, I, you know, I'm not a woman, so I don't know what it's like to come out as lesbian or whatever. And I'm not, you know, I can't speak for women on that regard. But as a man, uh, there's a lot of pressure to be something, even from you know the the, the straightest, the straightest alpha male guy, you know, whatever the the, the yeah. guy's guy. He still has a ton of pressure on him to be something that he's that he's not to be to yeah. be an image of Superman or something, yeah. and, or yeah. Leave it to Beaver's dad or whatever, you know, and it's like that's not even a real person, like, you know? so it's difficult all across. That's We're- one thing I love that you said too. I'm totally monopolizing, Joy. I'm sorry, but one thing I love that you said a lot earlier too is you were talking about social media being such a sliver, such a sliver of your life. And it sounds like, am I, did I hear you correctly that it took about two years before you were more public about everything? Is it because you were just you were spending time with your family, processing on your own, giving yourself time, or was it because of recovery? I don't really know the timeline. Yeah. Uh, I was forced to be public by the response of the public. It's honestly yeah. like in the in the in the tweet where I said uh, the, the birthday tweet. I had I had other tweets before, like about like HIV health or about like I had different things, oh, and people were like, "I see you posting this stuff. Like, what's going on?" So it was yeah. kind of an amalgamation, um, right. and. And uh, yeah, and then when when you know when the screenshots and the went viral, so to speak, that kind of made the event that is in the infamous event series gotcha. that everyone knew. But it was all gradual, or yeah. it was always there, you know, in some yeah. way. And like, how do you feel with like health wise, just in general? Like, how are you doing? Is your HIV positive? Like, what? Oh, no, I'm undetectable. Yeah, I'm I'm healthy. I probably have more T cells than you. Yeah. So can you describe, can you, I mean, I, I could be educated. I was going to ask that too. Like what in 2020 with modern medicine, I don't, I don't really know what that means. You're HIV positive. So what like in in the, in the eighties, it was a death sentence. For sure. For the, I mean, you hear age, it's like, okay, that person's going to die. Well, HIV and 
AIDS. Or- right. So is your HIV going to develop into AIDS or because of modern medicine? Oh, not nah, shit. To- no, I don't want to. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 and also you guys don't have to worry about like walking on eggshells or being, you know, say how you feel. I'm not, I'm not going to be offended. And this, this you is actually important. make us feel really comfortable. But and I do other say, people are going to listen, and we're going to sound like the biggest dummies. Dummies, so for sure. Really, well, I'm used to that. You're I'm the super... pastor with no answers. <laughs> you know. so, and I do want to let you know we're, we're wrapping this thing up here in a second because you got to chill before you got to get up in the morning for another day of work like everybody. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I would like to hear about your health, and then I do want to hear about your latest art and what, what's what's to come from For you. Sure. And then I've got one more tweet to read that will end the show. I want you to have the last word because it's a badass tweet. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, well, oh, health-wise, yeah. So um, there is – so HIV is um, – HIV is, is, uh, is, is a virus that – um, uh, you know, attacks your white blood cells or your, your T cells or your CD4 cells. Each of those are like soldiers, right? So you don't want your soldiers to be outnumbered. If you get lower than a certain point, um, I believe the point is 200. Having yeah. 200 per, it's a ratio, but it's like 200 soldiers pretty much. Anything lower than that is AIDS. Um, oh, gotcha. gotcha. And there's right? no recovering from that once you get to that point. Am I right? Um, I'm that that I'm not that I'm not sure. I do know okay. that I. I, I I know someone who, who was born with who was born with HIV and had AIDS their entire and they're still they still take meds and stuff. So it's just your, your cell count's really low. The antiretroviral medication, um, I know there's like a I forget what there's commercials on now. Uh, those those fight off the virus and they help to increase your CD4 or your T cell count so they get your you get you more soldiers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe on average, like whether you have HIV or not, um, you have about eight, like seven or 800 range. Um, when I first was, when I first was diagnosed, I was like maybe a hundred away from AIDS. And then, so after I got, um, after I got on meds, after about three, after about a month of taking meds, my count was up to a certain status. Once you get to undetectable status, that means that you can't transmit the virus. You'll see like U equals U. You might see that around undetectable, untransmittable. It means that you can't transmit the virus. It won't mutate. It's pretty much like uh, it's dormant, and you can't. And you oh, can wow. have kids, and you know you can you can you can have kids, and they won't have the virus, and you know that's what undetectable means. And so that kind of that that advancement came like around like two thousand, like two thousand two thousand one. That's when. And here we are in two thousand twenty, and Priscilla and I are like late as no hell. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, super late. <laughs> yeah, super late. <laughs> super late. She's super lame, super right. late. Well, super but, but you see, I say that to say you see how easy it is to catch up 20 years just from a conversation. Yeah. Just I know. Asking, yeah. You know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, uh, probably another really dumb question, but side effects of the medication? Like, are there any, oh, or I'm, is it almost like taking a vitamin? I know. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very grateful. No, it's it's like taking a vitamin, I only, and yeah. I only take my cocktail isn't even you know. I only take one pill a day. I mean, our yep. our 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 four people, you know, when they were, you know, I've, I I know people that were diagnosed with HIV in like '85, and they're still alive today. And they, you know, they're our pioneers. They're still alive, and yep. they tell about when they had to, you know, had a whole cocktail, and you know, um, 
and it just it make you vomit or you know they'll you know, yeah. cause liver failure then they have to fix your liver and then you get pneumonia and then like yeah so it was really really hard um yeah. back then you know, so yeah. the strand of virus that i have is pretty aggressive and it's pretty like intelligent it'll mutate but i gotta make sure that i stay on my meds because uh you know, if I'm yeah. not on it for a good amount of time, it, it can mutate. There are different, there are many different strands of HIV. So it's not just one right. thing. Yeah. 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 Similar to like cancer. You can kind of like learn about the cancer in your body and then learn how to attack it or whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. So first of all, thank you so much for so much of your time for real. Like, like it's, this has just been so awesome to be able to talk and ask these sorts of questions. And I think our listenership is really going to benefit from it as well, but I don't want to miss out on where you're going with your music and what's to come and what are you currently working on and that sort of thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Cause you, 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 you brought up fly exam. That's, that's cute. But I did drop an album. <laughs> I, dro- I dropped an album this, uh, what, about four months ago what, in October called Domino. That's my most recent album. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out, but check that one out. For um, sure. And all the videos and everything. I mean, yeah, I've, I've done that album, put that out. I'm working on more stuff, too. Um, but I'm really pushing that album. So that album's called Domino, and it's out now. All the videos are out. There's um, what, merch. Everything is on jgibbons.com. I'm still doing what I always do doing to make music. Yeah, here. <laughs> yep. we'll put like all your mid-century microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put all that in the show notes as well. And Priscilla, you have any last words, Jeremiah? Last words because I'm about to read a tweet and then drop the mic. Drop the mic. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna drop the mic and I'm gonna sound really cool, but it's not even gonna be my words. <laughs> no, I. Well, now I just. No, I don't have anything profound to say. You're like the profound speak. You're the person. So now I just don't even know what to say, except I feel like this conversation went by way too fast. I feel like we just scratched the surface. That's what I'm that's, like, that's, do you travel? Like, do you need to come stay with us and hang out for a while? Because I would love that. That's why podcasting is so hard. You can't do all of that. No. You, you, like, you're it. super awesome. I think you are super awesome. Thank you. I'm so too. glad I, I got to really meet you. I really enjoyed this. Like, this is, I mean, this was what I thought it would be, but I was, you know. No, I wish I actually this, this would is, have known. I don't know. I wish I would have been even more prepared because I just feel like I have so many more questions, but super enjoyed our time. And I do hope we get to meet you sometime. It could be oh, really I great. already have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like to meet you. <laughs> um, face to face. Yeah, oh, with that, else? let me also put Levi the Poet in there because that's when I met you. I, I met, I met, we met at Audio Feed, right? That was oh, yeah. I had been speaking with Levi for years before, but we had just met actually when we when you and I met, we had just met in person. Uh, Levi and I, he and his wife um, were also also just completely. I just want to put them in as those people that were like stand out, yeah. real Aww. humans yeah. and everything having to do with them. So you know, honestly, the, yeah, and I mean not to like kind of end on like, such a bummer note, but I have like a visual of I think real uh in close proximity time wise i think i met you for the first time preston sprinkle for the first time who i had on podcasts and everything but not face to face and then jared wilson who mm. committed suicide this yeah. past september i met him that like, day too with you yep, that's yep, where I'm, yeah. exactly yep oh, wow. yep for sure yeah All that's right. crazy well, man, let's let's. Uh, I, I actually do have. I, I've been looking for a hip hop artist to answer some hip hop questions that I've that have been a brewing. So maybe this won't be the oh, last job. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
Here's here's the tweet that I'm going to read. There is a certain freedom from shame that can only be celebrated with a genuine response from those who have trusted that same freedom through true humbled confession because the fruit of that is empathy and compassion. And for the record, I was a homo the whole time. God bless. I was so pissed. <laughs> oh god well i was i was like, i just pissed at all of the like yeah yeah that was that was good that it's was funny good. i'm reading all these tweets like they're so awesome profound you're like i was pissed i was hated i was like i just came out that's the biggest confession ever i'm going to hell what that what i don't get it this is upside down stop following me leave me alone <laughs> that's not my boyfriend in that picture that's my dad you asshole <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.